Grace and peace are yours in abundance in your knowledge of God and your Savior, Jesus Christ. God's word for us today comes from the gospel lesson that we just heard in the second chapter of John. How often do you use the word zeal? Z-E-A-L. I'm willing to bet your answer is not often. However, if you do use it, it's probably embedded in the longer word, overzealous. And that word carries a negative connotation, doesn't it? It's not a good thing to be called overzealous. It's a quality that makes people feel uncomfortable. It's funny, though. Overzealous implies that there is a proper amount of zealous. A level of zeal we can deal with. And even then, when someone displays a lot of emotion or enthusiasm or excitement, that can still put us on our heels a little bit. In general, there is discomfort with the overzealous and the just plain zealous. When someone cares so much about something, we're on the defensive. Just one example. Think of a non-sports fan watching sports fans watch their sport. You see how zeal can come across? I say that as a sports fan. But when you see the reactions to plays or bad things happening, and you don't share that same excitement, it makes you wonder. And so it is that there exists a general discomfort with the biblical account of Jesus cleansing the temple. The aggressive action that he takes against the money changers is offered as fulfillment of the prophecy, zeal for your house will consume me. Yet it still shocks us to see Jesus' passion for his Father's house take this form. No bowing to decorum for Jesus if it means compromising God's house. No polite reaction. Let's be reasonable about this. No. Not when it comes to God's people not getting the comfort they should when they come to the temple. No playing it safe. No blending in. No keeping quiet. Even though this sort of outburst is exactly the type of thing that's going to get him killed. No greater love. No greater intensity. No greater mercy could be shown to proper sinners than what we see in the person of Jesus. He's just too genuine to play it cool. Not when lives hang in the balance. Not when there's a difference between a broken and restored relationship at stake. Not when the difference is between heaven or hell. Now to be clear, why is Jesus so upset? Well, he was angered that day by the abuse that he observed. To put it bluntly, the money changers in the temple had devised a system of jacking up the price for sacrificial animals. 
They'd put together a system that would take advantage of travelers who couldn't bring an animal along with them to the temple. And they would line their own pockets with the proceeds while giving the appearance of piety and religiosity. I mean, this is in the temple courts, after all. But not only was this placing a burden on people coming to the temple, it was stealing from the people coming to the temple. This is a seventh commandment issue. And Jesus could no longer stand to see it happening in his father's house, especially since he had come to make more than a fair exchange. He had come to make the exchange of his spotless life for ours. Our lives so stained by sin. He had not come to put more burdens on the downtrodden, but to open the way to God specifically for them. Because He would become that way to God. He came to give riches, not get them. The zeal of the Lord is revealed as he flips tables and opens cages and that offended some. It shocked others. And while some would say that he was overzealous that day, do you see what's being communicated? We do not have a God who responds to sin with a shrug. Oh well. Makes him mad. Jesus' anger against sin, especially this sin, veiled in the disguise of religious practice in the temple, boils over. Here's the thing. Jesus' anger is not wrong. And that's one of the things that sets Jesus apart from everyone else who ever lived. Full disclosure. I really do not like to get angry. You know why? Because anger makes me do and say stupid things. Things that I can't really walk back. You can apologize, but you can't unsay things. You can't undo them. Jesus is different. The anger against sin burns within him. But he does not cross the line into sin. That is one of the qualities that makes Jesus absolutely 100% unique. Especially when you realize that on the cross, all of God's anger against sin will burn against Jesus and no one else. Only him in the crosshairs. Now, this might be the perfect moment to remember the reason Jesus was in Jerusalem was for the feast of the Passover. For centuries, the Passover had been a chief revelation of God's zealous love for sinners. All of those centuries, all of those roasted lambs had conveyed the Passover miracle. And participants in those Passover meals experienced the intensity of God's deliverance. 
as he passed over sin for the sake of the bloody lamb yet to come. But now, here, Jesus, God in the flesh, comes into the temple with the sacrifice of himself on the horizon. He walks into that temple realizing the big sacrifice is going to be him. So yes, he's intense. Yes, he's zealous. His life is the ransom payment. His life will pay for the cost of shady business practices in the temple. His life will pay for abuse and selfishness and cruelty and mean-spiritedness. His life will pay for apathy and avoidance of people in need. His life will pay for lust and the desire to have power over other people and all the times that we've tried to control all the action from our own little thrones. His life, Jesus' life, as the once and for all sacrifice, the Passover lamb that will pay for all the sin humanity can come up with, for all of the sin that you have ever come up with and I have ever come up with, even the stuff we've buried so deep, we don't even remember it's there. All of it forgiven, forgiven by this one person. The shouting rabbi twirling his whip, driving the animals out of their pens. The servant who steps into the punishment that he never deserved. That's him. He's the one whose death brings your sin debt to a balance of zero. The message of Scripture, the message of the Gospel of John, the message of the entire Bible is not some dry academic exercise. It's meant to shake your life. It's meant to move you, to awaken something in your heart, something like, Jesus took the hit for me. Jesus paid for my most horrible offenses. Without him, I'd be alone in the dark forever. With him, I have his light and the peace of knowing I am completely loved. God does love you completely. And the cross of Jesus, his son, is proof. It is exhibit A. It's the sign that you are treasured by God. Your sin has been dealt with and removed and you are adopted into the family of the baptized. And Scripture tells us the zeal of the Lord accomplishes this. He's done it for you. And so we pray. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death of Christ my God. All the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them to His blood. 
were the whole realm of nature mine that were a tribute far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Amen.